Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When is the last time that you were vulnerable? When's the last time that you were operating through a scope of integrity that allowed you to surpass the possibility in your life? I'm going to have an amazing conversation on today's episode with my great friend, Nate Bailey. And Nate is just a phenomenal human being who has transformed not only his life, but the lives of a bazillion people. All right, maybe that's a little overkill, but a lot of people in helping them understand how to be vulnerable, how to show up for themselves, how to lead their life, and how to ultimately be able to stand in confidence with who they are. And, you know, one of the things that I love about being able to do Think Unbroken is have conversations like this, because even for me, they impact me. Like Nate's words made me just sit there and go, damn, am I really being as integrous as I could be? Am I really being as vulnerable as I could be? Am I really being the leader that I could be? And just having this moment of reflection, not in a way of like beating myself up, but in just sitting in it and in, in going, all right, is there more? can I be more? Can I be greater? Can I be different? Can I be better? And ultimately coming to the conclusion that the answer unequivocally is yes. And having this back and forth with Nate was beautiful. But before we get into the show, of course, I want to take a moment and read a beautiful review that we got from Win1711. It says, I am not alone. I stumbled across this wonderful podcast when searching for trauma healing. Every single show and every guest had he has had on resonates with me and my childhood, my hurts, and my past. It makes me feel less isolated in my experiences and understand it was never about me. Michael has come so far and has been through such a horrific abuse that I know it's possible for me to heal. He has wonderful insight, a truly gifted person, and wonderful coach. I can't stop listening when 1711. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you greatly. And the truth is, I, I like the idea of being 
a, a bastion in the, the ocean of the pain and the darkness to show people what's possible. And I believe we all have the ability and the capability of greatness in our life. And that comes from the willingness to nakedly look at our experiences and saying, yes, I'm capable of more. I deserve more. I will have more. I will forgive and let go and, and step into this journey. And that's such a beautiful review because that's also the conversation that I'm going to be having with Nate today. Um, also, before we head into the show, I wanted to share with you, if you go to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com, there is a little microphone at the bottom of the screen. And if you click that, you can leave a voice note. And one of the things that I want to do is start using your questions and your comments in as commentary in the show. Um, you can also get some coaching from me if you go to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com, click on that microphone and leave a message. So Unbroken Nation, I'm very excited to get in today's episode. Of course, thank you so much for being here, our friend Nate Bailey. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Welcome to the Think Unbroken podcast. I'm your host, Michael Unbroken, and this podcast is about helping trauma survivors let go of the past, overcome their fear, discover their identity, become the hero of their own story, and ultimately to be unbroken. Our goal in company is to bring on guests and experts in the fields of mental, physical, and psychological health to help you overcome the past, to take back your power. And in this podcast, we are unedited and unfiltered, and we're going to give it to you real so that you can start to create massive change in your life. If you're curious about learning more outside the podcast, you can get a free copy of my book, Think Unbroken, at book dot thinkunbroken.com. That's book.thinkunbroken.com where you can get a copy of my number one best-selling book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. The most important thing that you can ever do, my friends, is show up for yourself and that's where you are today. And I appreciate you. I have massive gratitude for you. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Michael Unbroken here. Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world. Thank you, as usual, for listening to the Think Unbroken podcast. And today, I'm here with my good friend, coach, and fellow podcaster, Nate Bailey. Nate, my friend, what is going on? Hey, what's up, Michael? How you doing, man? Uh, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, brother, of course. I've, I'm so excited to connect with you and be here with you. Um, you know, we, you and I have a little bit of history here recently. I was on your show, which was an amazing experience. And yeah, you know, talking to you, I knew that I had to bring you on Think Unbroken um, because your story is incredible. And I, I think that you're a voice this audience needs to hear. Um, so for those of you who don't know you, can you give us an elevator pitch here and tell us a little bit about who you are, my friend? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will... Uh... Well, first and foremost, I'm, I'm married almost 20 years now, which is uh, when, which when I think over those 20 years is a miracle in itself. But uh, I've been married for just about 20 years, three kids. And uh, but what I do today is as a coach, a speaker and, uh, you know, uh, an entrepreneur and, and really I think back to when I was a kid, I don't know if you, you remember, but, you know, in school, some of my favorite days were when the, the secretary would, would get all over the loudspeaker and tell us all to go into the auditorium uh, because we had a special guest speaker or something come. So which meant we got out of class. And uh, but I always remember about those days more so was there was these people that would that for a living would travel around the country and they would. Uh, go and speak at these schools, school to school, and had inspiring stories and were extremely motivational. And and I just I remember every single one of them came through. And I think you know at some point I just kind of filed that away that that would be that would be amazing. That would be so cool. But how, like how do you go do that right? Um, so as I continue on, I I, I always uh, gravitated towards leadership positions. Was an officer in the army. Um, was a you know a captain on my football, baseball, basketball teams in high school, played some college sports. Uh, and then I became that, uh, began that entrepreneurial journey as well. Right. And, uh, so I've always, um, you know, w wanted to lead and it's, uh, it's something that's led me here today to what I do now, which is, like I said, I work with entrepreneurs and business owners across the country. I run a lot of cool events. I do a 24 hour straight through more military leadership style of event. And then I also, 
do a, a four day um, more in person experiential uh, event along with coaching clients to help them to really just kind of take the next level in their life and, and uh, not just in their business, but all areas. So uh, I also run, you know, crazy distance races as well, which helps kind of drive everything else in my life as well. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Two military guys, man. You know, I love it and I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, grow, growing up, I mentioned this to you a little bit ago. You know, growing up, the only thing I ever dreamed about was being in the military. It, it was everything to me. I was a poor kid from the hood. We were in poverty and you see that being yeah. the out for so many kids. Yeah. And, um, and you know, what happened was I actually ended up being in the leadership. You know, I was I was captain of the wrestling team, football team, baseball. You know, I, even though I wasn't going to school, I was showing up for the sporting event. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, fun stuff. And, and and I I love I love being a leader. I love being in a role where where I get to have, for lack of a better term, there's no other way to phrase this, command over not only my own life but inspiring other people to step into their potential as well. Yeah. Um, you know, leadership is this word that I think so often gets thrown around. And I tell my clients when I'm coaching them, whether that's in business coaching or life coaching, that you have to first be the leader of your life. And that gets missed out so often in the nomenclature of what it means mm-hmm. to be a leader and to serve other people that I think most and this is a generality, right? But I think generally speaking, most people step into leadership roles and they go, oh, okay, cool. I'm just going to tell people what to do. Yeah. Can you talk about what being a leader actually means first and foremost in your own life and then as you serve people in the world? Yeah, 100%. I was just listening. I was just thinking about this very same, uh, I guess, topic of what you said about leading yourself. Um, and for me, 100%, you must lead yourself before you go lead other people. Um, that's a big reason why I go and run these races. I just did a hundred mile run in Alaska here just uh, less than a month ago, about three weeks ago. And I, it, it's not that I'm a glutton for punishment and running the races isn't always that fun, but it's that training, that preparation that it takes. It's, it's the discipline, the dedication, the commitment uh, that it takes in order for you to do what's required to be successful at those things, that really drives me. Because when I am focused, when I have a big run ahead of me and I'm, and I'm preparing um, and I'm putting in the work, it forces me to be on point in all other areas of my life as well. Because I'm not going to go run 100 miles at the sacrifice of my marriage or my family. I'm not going to go uh, prepare and do everything I can to be successful at 100 miles if, if it's going to uh, have me fall short in following through and fulfilling on what my clients have paid me for and what they need me for and who they need me to show up as. So uh, by running these races, by taking care of myself first, it forces me to be a better husband, a better father, a better coach and leader in business, um, a better leader inside of my community and in, in all avenues and aspects of life. So, um, you know, I was just thinking the thing I was thinking about, just on the car ride, taking my, my daughters back and forth from events or in that stage of life where we're always on the move. Um, I was thinking about this. And if, if you got two people and all things are equal, right? Like one is grossly overweight and out of shape. And the other is, is fit and obviously takes care of himself physically inside of his, his body. But all other things are, are equal, right? As far as like the, they're, they're really great leaders, uh, they do well in business. They show up as a great husband and a father, but one's fit and one's grossly overweight. Which one are more people most likely to follow and lead just subconsciously from the outside looking in? It, it, the favor is going to go to the person that also looks the part and that takes care of his body. And uh, just you might not, you might be thinking to yourself, oh, well, that's not true, but it really, it's true. Like you, if someone shows up, and they got the whole package, you're going to lead them because they have the discipline, the dedication, the commitment to take care of themselves and their body, um, as well as be all of the other things that the other individual has. Yeah. And, and, and I totally appreciate that. You know, I used to, everyone on the podcast knows I used to be 350 pounds, man. I mm-hmm. was tremendously overweight, not taking care of myself. And it starts with you. If I could just ingrain that into people so that they really understand, like you can't just do mental health work. You have to do the physical work. Cause I don't know about, you know, I'd love to know your opinion, but the, the most 
phenomenal growth I've had in my journey is when I push my body harder yeah. because it feels like everything else is easier. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I agree. That's like, the, it's definitely the driver for me as well. When I'm, you know, I'm, I think it's, I think it's rolled over into, into who my wife is. Like she's never been out of shape or like overweight grossly by any means, but even her, like I've been consistently doing this over a, a good amount of time. And it, you know, her, she's now over the last year plus every morning, like clockwork, she's getting up and she goes right downstairs. The first thing she does is she works out. She wasn't always doing that, you know, and she was always busy and we had young children and lots of excuses why not to, but but she's my kids. They see me doing it and now they're doing it right. Like my clients. One of the reasons that I do it again is my clients. I want to live my life at the highest level. So if I'm going to go and lead others, I got to be making sure I'm leading myself. And then I also got to uh, then I can inspire others to go and do the same thing. But it requires me to live life at a very high level. And when I'm doing that physically, like I'm just on point in all like like I've said, I'm in all other areas are are. Uh, enhanced because of it. If I don't take care of my body, then man, it's a battle to have the high energy and to have the focus throughout the day. Um, like I can now being a fit because I was the same way. I was close to 300 pounds and out of shape and overweight for, you know, I let myself go for quite, quite a while. And it's a night and day difference when I take care of my body and when I don't. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's, such a huge precursor to success in life. I don't think people really understand that until they have to go through the evolution of creating that amount of change. And I love that you use the word discipline. I, I think about discipline, determination, dedication, and domination mm -hmm. in my life. Perfect example. Today, my, my business got messed up first thing this morning, so it threw my day off. And I'm like, as soon as I'm done with this, Nate, I'm going to the gym, man. No yeah. excuses, just results. Yeah. But I had to train that into yeah. myself. Yes. Can you talk about how it's really like brainwashing yourself, right? Can you talk yeah. about how you really start to get out of the excuse mentality and start to show up for yourself in a practical way and how you apply that to your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it really comes down to something that I call the integrity bank. So um, it comes down to the power of being your word. And, that, and again, that starts with you first. Like you got to be your word to yourself first before you can go and, and be your word to other people. Because if we can't do it for ourselves and how are we going to tell somebody we're going to do something and expect ourselves to follow through for them as well. So, you know, are you telling yourself you're going to wake up in the morning at 5 a.m. and you consistently hit hit the snooze button, right? That's you're starting the day with like in the in a deficit. You're starting your day with a withdrawal, taking a withdrawal from your integrity bank because you're not getting up when you said you would. No one else might not know that you told yourself you're going to get up then. But if you don't, you're, you're breaking a promise to yourself. And people are in this perpetual cycle of breaking their word to themselves. And so it doesn't matter when you like what you've done or how you haven't shown up or how you haven't been your word for even a long period of time. Today, we have a great opportunity to make a, a promise, a small promise to ourselves and take one step forward and, and follow through on that. Like you said, things fell apart for you. So maybe you didn't hit the gym when you wanted to, but you're like, hey, I'm, I'm still going to happen. Make it happen. I've done that many times where I've been on the track at 10 o'clock at night with no lights because I told myself I was going to get that workout in and I did it because I want to be a person of my word. So every day you make those little promises to yourself and you work out, you show up when you say you're going to, you do the, the thing that you told uh, your client or your spouse that you would do. You show up for your kids uh, the way you, that you said you would. All those little things are little deposits into your integrity bank that build up a balance over time. And now when you need to make a withdrawal, because we all have to make withdrawals, at some point you're going to have to break your word to somebody. So you just own it right away and you, you let them know that, hey, it ain't going to happen or you, or you allow yourself a little bit of grace. You're like, it's just not going to happen for me today. And then you show up tomorrow and and, and then you start putting the, the deposits back into your bank, but you have the balance over time built up to be able to make those withdrawals. So that's my integrity bank. And that's how I've um, not, it hasn't been perfection. I haven't decided, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make this change in my life. I'm going to lose the weight. Like there were days where I wasn't perfect. There was days where I didn't show up, but over time consistently, um, through this concept of like, man, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be the person that when I tell somebody I'm going to do something, they, they can just count on it. They know it's going to happen 
because I've shown up for a certain way over a long period of time. So that's, yeah, that's how I do it, man. Yeah, that's beautiful. And and I, I look at it as I call it micro wins, right? Yeah. Every, yeah. every single time you're doing this little thing to build yourself up. But but Nate, I want to I want to step in this a little bit deeper because easier said than done. Right. Even yeah, in the context of like, I'm going to show up for myself, I'm going to show up for these other people. There's so much negative reinforcement that we have felt in our life about who it is that we are and what we're capable of being that so often we just become OK with letting mm-hmm. ourselves down. Mm-hmm. How do you start to change that narrative in a way that you can actually start to see measurable progress and success? Is it goals? Is it values? Is it just doing it? Like, how do you even identify like step one in this process? I, th- I think it's all of the above, really. Um, it's absolutely goals. It's it's getting to a point in your life where enough's enough, right? You got to, whether it's the rock bottom moment or declaring that this is the rock bottom, like declaring that you're just not going to go any lower and that you're going to start to build yourself up and dig out of uh, the perceived hole that you might be in. Um, but it's taking a stand for yourself at some point. Then, yes, creating some goals. I think it's also surrounding yourself with some people that you trust, right? Because we've got to be careful who we start to to tell about our progress and our journey because some people are going to see that as a reflection of what they're not doing. And then they're going to want to kind of be like, what the heck are you doing that for? Or who do you think you are, right? I mean, there's so many ways that we get pulled down from other people and other circumstances in our life. So you really have to be careful especially in the beginning when all of those uh, routines and rituals or habits aren't built up yet. Um, and, and just put your head down and do the work again, start small, start simple. Um, because if, if you, if it has been a long time uh, where you've struggled to do something, whatever it is. And I, I, I like the physical examples because I think it's one that a lot of people can relate with. So if it's like getting back into a workout routine or, or, or losing some weight that you've, you've been wanting to lose for a long time, like there's certain steps that we need to identify. All right. What's required? Where do I want to be? I work backwards from there. And I, and I, as detailed as possible, I don't want to leave any rock unturned because this is my life I'm talking about. Like this is your life we're talking about. So why would we be casual in creating the plan? Because the plan is going to, you know, set us up for success to go out and be successful. So, um, you know, it's all kinds of different little things. It's, it's talking to yourself in a different way, right? We have this, most of us have this ingrained, non-powerful way that we talk to ourselves. It just defeats us before we even get started. So you got to start to rewire some of the language that we use with ourselves on a daily basis. Uh, what are you listening to? Like, I mean, there's just so many things that 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 happen in conjunction to help you be successful when it is a change that you're making in any area of life. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and I totally agree. And I say it all the time. What you think becomes what you speak. What you speak becomes your action. Your action become your reality. And, and I think in a I don't want to call it a dismissive way, but probably in a very st- stereotypical kind of way, I think people would look at you and go, oh, yeah, you are a captain you were in the military, you played sports, you were destined to be this guy. But I know plenty of men and women who have been in that same position who have not stepped further into their ability and their power when hitting that brick wall or that rock bottom where they're like, oh man, my life's kind of a disaster. I need to pick myself up. Happens all the time. How do you like really start? Here's what I did, Nate. I looked at my life, Matt Rock Bottom, And I asked myself, Michael, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? And I just said, no excuses, just results. And I I forced myself. It was literally this process of I'm going to do whatever it takes. 100-hour work weeks, waking up to go to the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning, not drinking alcohol, going to therapy, doing personal development, all of these things. And I held myself accountable. And and that's where we lose. And, And how do you just, I want to just go deeper into this because I think it's really, really important. How do you actually hold yourself accountable? Because I think there's one thing about like writing it down and looking at it, but it's that action, right? Change creates change. So if you're stuck and you identified, man, I'm at rock bottom and you're like, I know I want to make my life better. I've heard this podcast before. I've yeah. had this conversation. Like, how do you actually do it? It's uh, it is a challenge for a lot of uh, for a lot of people. Like I have clients that continually are struggling with 
a lot of the the same things over and over again, and they continue to self-sabotage themselves by, you know, not doing the things that they know that they should be in order to get where they want. Right. Um, So I think we all have heard this before. uh, That's because it's true. And they're really, and maybe we're constantly looking for an easier way to, to get the results that we want. And the reality is, is that there isn't the magic pill. There isn't this easier route to go. And maybe that's the problem. Like start, stop looking for easy. I don't, I don't think life is meant to be easy. And, and a lot of us fall into that, uh, that fairy tale uh, idea of what life is that we're supposed to get to this point where things just get easier. Well, that's the reality is, is that it's not going to get easier. And when we can switch that mindset to, I expect life not to be easy. I actually look forward for, for it to be challenging because I know that when it's challenging, it's actually kind of a fun journey and it's more rewarding when we get on the other side of those challenges. Um, but you know, what, what's the reason that, that you, that you want the result that you said that you want, like really spend some time. Too many people don't take the time to find out what really drives them, right? Your why, whatever you want to call it. Like, what's the thing that drives you? What's the thing uh, the reason that you really want what you say that you want, because that is going to push you through on the days that you don't want to get up and do whatever it is that needs to be done that day to get you a little bit closer to that result. And uh, and then, you know, I like to share like I'll share it. I'll share what I'm going after with people. I'll share the journey because now I really am like stuck to that's accountability for me. Right. If I make a post. Uh, on social media saying, hey, I'm going after this 100-mile run or, hey, I'm, I'm raising this money for this organization as a part of this run or, or whatever it might be. Now I'm on the line to actually follow through because before that, again, going back to the power of my word, it's if I don't tell anybody about it, then I just know it. Well, then I can be like, well, maybe I'll just do it next year or I'll push it off until never, right? And um, so, again, it, it comes down to what's really driving you. Like, why do you really want this? And, you know, who, where is the accountability? Ultimately, you need to come from a place of like being held accountable by others to self accountability, I think is kind of like the self actualization, right? Like that place of when you can be 100% self accountable, like there's nothing that will stop you, nothing at all, because you'll just, and it's a very hard place to get to. And I don't, it, it might be that holy grail that isn't absolutely possible but but uh, the closer you can get in the spectrum to being self-accountable to yourself and to what you say you're going to do uh the the more amazing life is right because it's like literally almost anything is possible for you yeah well well said and i i think about it too the sometimes you also have to start with creating goals that are so obnoxiously big and far-fetched that the only thing that you can do is try to move towards them at momentum mm-hmm. knowing like i think about this every day my mission is to end generational trauma in my lifetime that's so unfeasible man but you <laughs> best believe i'm putting in yeah. the effort every yeah. single day i know that i'm gonna die before it happens but that doesn't mean i can't plant the trees now you said something really important and i want to come back to it i actually wrote it down in my notebook here because it's a word that's meaningful to me in my life you said sacrifice when you are moving into trying to create the life that you want to have, you're going to have to get something up. You're going to have to give something up because you only have so much space. You can only bring in so much. Talk to me about the the power of sacrifice and the role that that's played in around people, around career, around even the things that you want to do because you got to go do the other thing and and what that word actually means to you. Yeah, I think it's uh, sacrifice and prioritization right you just uh it doesn't it doesn't mean that you can't ever do that thing ever again that that you're sacrificing now right um but if there's something in your life that that's that's so important to you and and you have this huge reason why just driving you behind it it almost doesn't become a sacrifice any longer right so i think that's the point that we want to get to but yeah absolutely there's certain things Again, when you're you're determining, all right, I'm going after this. 
We'll be right back, but I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about the Think Unbroken six-week trauma healing coaching program. If you go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com, you can sign up for the six-week daily Think Unbroken Trauma Healing Coaching Program. In this program, we're going to go over the six principles of healing trauma, adaptation, understanding the impacts of trauma, how to become the hero of your own story, what to do next, and ultimately what it means to be unbroken. For more information about this six-week coaching program, which you can download as an app on your phone and take with you everywhere, no matter where you are in the world, it's interactive. It's built about giving you practical tools that you can use in real time. And if you're ready for what's next in your life, go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Again, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Now let's get back to the show. All right. What is required for me to do this? Like if I was really going to do this and I list out all of those things and I got them on a whiteboard in front of me, or I got them on in my journal in front of me or on my computer, wherever you're doing this, or you're at the coffee table with a good old uh, fashioned notebook and pen, right? And you're listing out all the things and you decide, right? There's a decision point. Am I going to do this? Am I willing to make the sacrifice, right? Ultimately, that's what you're saying. Am I willing to make sacrifices in my life? Am I willing to cut certain things out? Am I willing to shift things around in my life, right? There's some change coming. And predominantly, us as human beings don't like a lot of change. And so you're going to shift and shake some things up, not only for yourself, but for other people. So are you prepared to make some of those sacrifices inside of your life? And if you say, yep, you look at this, you take a deep breath, just like kind of what you said with the, the mission and the vision that you have for yourself, like that's a huge task. Am I really willing to go after this? Because I know I'm going to have to make some sacrifices here, here and here in all areas of life with certain people. Right. And it's not like you don't look at it as you're cutting it out forever. There might be a good friend of mine. He's a former Navy SEAL coach tree. He, he looks at it as like taking sometimes he has to take people in his life and put them up on a shelf or I got to take this and I just got to put it up on the shelf. I'm not tossing it in the trash can. I'm just setting it on the shelf for this season because I'm going after this and I can't have those things that might get in the way. And so he go, he puts things up on the shelf. He doesn't cut them out. He doesn't do it uh, um, with uh, any ill intent. He doesn't do it in a, in a, in a bad way. He just is like, Hey, Right now, this thing's going on the shelf. This person's going on the shelf. I'm making these sacrifices, and I'm going to go and get what I want to get. The example he uses is I got to go train and become a Navy SEAL. Becomes a Navy SEAL. All right, I can bring some people back off the shelf back into my life uh, because I was successful and I've accomplished that, right? So we all have to put people or things on the shelf from time to time, and maybe that's a better way to to help you kind of understand that concept of sacrifice and, and know that it's not a forever thing. It's just for, for right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I look at, you know, for me, nothing is, nothing is more enjoyable than like hanging out playing video games every day. Right. Yeah. Like for real, I love, I'm a kid mm-hmm. from the Nintendo generation, man. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so, but, but also like you can tap into it sometimes. I have these incredibly intensive weeks and I'll find myself on a Sunday every now and then yo, I got to turn off. I still have to take care of myself because I'm leading mm-hmm. myself first. And, and that's yeah. such an important part of this. And I, But I'm always thinking about like, even in that moment, there's no shame. There's no guilt. There's no, yeah. I try not to bring myself down about it. But so many people do and they look at how we are and how other people in this leadership, self-development space are. And they go, I just can never be that. We didn't start there. I wasn't there, Nate. I, like yeah. you go back 10 years ago, we would not be having this conversation, brother. You'd be like, what is wrong with this kid? He's out <laughs> of his mind. He's off his rocker. Right. But I, I decided, and you have to make a decision. You have to create action, but it starts with alignment. And, and more so, I think it starts with really getting deep down into understanding who you are. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the role that knowing your values plays in your life, Nate. Yeah, it's no, it's uh, who knowing who you are. And I think the next most powerful question you can ask actually did a Ted talk on this called, uh, who do you have to become? Right. Asking yourself that question of who do I have to become and your values drive like all of that, right. Uh, who you are, hopefully, um, 
your values support that, but they don't always, right? There's a reason that we might, we're going from where we are to where we want to be. And um, so it's it's not a place to beat ourselves up, but it's a place to just take accountability and, and uh, measure us where we are currently right here, right now, uh, because we're always a work in progress. And, uh, you know, um, my, my core values are something that I've really focused on, um, especially recently. Um, it's something that I've really paid a little bit more attention to. I think we all have values, but we don't always spend a lot of time thinking about them. And so spend some time really thinking more about that and what's important to me and who do I really want to be? Because I'm maybe not necessarily where I want to be right now, even when it comes to certain things in my life that are maybe a little bit of out of alignment, right? So are you congruent is a question that I'll always ask, right? That's a great way to take a uh, litmus test or do a spot check on yourself of like, hey, am I con- like I, these values are important to me. Am I congruent? And you know, you know if you are or you are not, you know if you're close and there's maybe a few things that you need to, to, to touch up or clean up um, to get in full total alignment and just know that, you know, unlike a train track, our life isn't, uh, like we don't, you know, we go off from time to time. Um, and that's just, we just know that, you know, that just tells us that we're, we're human, right? So don't beat yourself up. Don't, don't, uh, blame and shame yourself. we got another enough other people doing that in our lives are trying to do that for us. Um, so, but it is important to, to live your life by some rules or values, guiding principles to help you kind of give you that roadmap to stay, stay online. Yeah. And, and if you're a person who doesn't, cause I didn't have values for a very long time. I, if you asked me that, I wouldn't be able to tell you. And, and not, mm-hmm. I believe that the vast majority of people, especially in Western societies do not know their values. And I always think to myself, if you don't know your values, how do you possibly know who you are? It's that old adage. If you, don't stand for anything, you'll fall for everything. Where do you start to like put values together? Like, are you, what are you using for a marker to kind of figure out who you are when you've never had this before? Yeah. I, I, there's probably someone that teaches a course on like how to create your core values. Right. But I've just sat down and thought of like, what's, Mm -hmm. what's really important to me in my life. Right. You know, like connections and, and, uh, you know, when I think of, you know, the relationships that I have with my clients and the people that I have the opportunity to coach and lead, like I, I don't want to just have this professional relationship with them, but I want to have more of a family connection with them. So that's family is important to me, not just inside of my family, but inside of my business as well. Uh, you know, being a man in the arena, which is a old Theodore Roosevelt speech that's all about really showing up every day, um, you know, doing what you need to do, not being afraid of being in the arena and, you know, whether you win or you lose, um, if you're in the arena, you're in a good place. So I show, I, I attempt to, uh, live my life that way. Um, be open, which means not just telling the truth and being honest, but being open to other possibilities and perspectives in life, uh, from others, not, not essentially not going through life saying, Hey, I, I got it all figured out and, uh, you don't need to, you know, tell me what I'm missing. Right. So, um, being a leader, like you know, lead people need leaders nowadays. So it's just all those things that are important to me and that I probably also communicate on a, on a daily basis to others. And so I just go through and you, and you list those out and, and you keep the ones that really resonate with you at a deep level. And I think you're also open again to those changing as time goes on as well. Um, and then just like whenever I, I come up with one or two of those. I like to define it a little bit. So I'll just kind of go into detail a little bit more of what that really means to me. I think that's an important piece to, you know, integrity is a big one for me, of course. I think that comes from being in the army and the military. We had our army values instilled in us. And um, so, yeah, that's, I just take things from people and places that I've been where some of those values have probably been instilled in me from a certain point. And I just kind of start to adopt some of those that really uh, have stuck. Yeah. And and I think often also 
you know, I, I look at people and you've mentioned people in community and family a few times here. And it's so incredibly important because, you know, a, a lot of us, especially guys like me, and you know, I grew up with very little community, no parents, you know, well, they were drug addicts and alcoholics. And, you know, you go through that. And a lot of people have struggled and it's really hard to trust people and, and get to this place where you can create that bond and that connection. Um, yeah. But it's there. It's yeah. there. It's there, especially if you look for it. It's there, especially if you are willing to go and build it and find it and cultivate it. Because ultimately, and I think about this all the time, it's it's never going to be handed to you. Like I remember these moments of being a little kid and just engulfed in military culture. My my uh, my uncle was in the Navy. My brother is in the Army. My cousins are in the Air Force. We come from a military family. And I was like, Oh, cool. As soon as I get out of here, I'm going to get brotherhood. I, rem I distinctly remember yeah. thinking that I'm finally not going to be alone, but come to pass. I hurt myself in high school. I can't pass maps. They won't let me in. Even though I rocked the ASVAB, I was like, yes, yes I'm going to go be a sniper. And But that didn't happen. And so I had to look at my life and go, how am I going to cultivate community? How am I going to cultivate mm -hmm. people? And for a long time, I was not in, to your point, congruency with the people I was spending my time with. I was dishonoring myself by going out and living this life that really made no sense. It took me a long time to recognize that and realize it. Yeah, but in time, it came to pass and I found myself now where I'm in alignment with people like you, where we are leaders. We're trying to create change in the world. We're trying to build something that matters in our communities, our neighborhoods, our families, our friends, our empires. When, when you are out and you are measuring people because look it's always a measurement i'm sorry anyone who says people aren't judging you is lying you're being judged right now there oh, are people yeah. who don't like you there are people who do like you that is the nature of the world there's eight billion people on earth you yes. expect everybody to like you you're out of your fucking mind it's just yeah. not gonna happen yeah but when you're in this position and you're just like man i gotta go find something to be a part of and and you speaking on people in community very highly why is that so important to you nate why does that actually matter yeah, that, that's a good question. I uh, I was just thinking about that myself here just a, a second ago. I don't I don't know if it comes from um, you know my I don't know my my biological father really at all. I've last time I saw him was in second grade, and I've spoke to him a handful of times that I can remember. He left when I was about a year and a half. Just was not in my life. Hasn't been in my life, and uh, it's just always been that way. So I always tell myself that it really doesn't affect me but i think there's probably something there that 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 brings that importance of family for me together and importance of doing life together of course i was in sports i was in the military so i've always been in those team environments also where the greatest teams that i've been a part of the championship teams i've been a part of or the successful teams inside of the military we had that family feel, right? We had this cohesion and camaraderie where it truly felt like a group of brothers or brothers and sisters together that you do anything for. And so I guess I've carried all of that forward to who I am today. It's like way more fun to go through life with people, especially people that you like. And as a, as a business owner, you like, luckily I get to choose who I do business with and who I'm uh, bring into my life to do work with. And uh, but I want that. I like when I went and did that run, that hundred mile run, just for instance, five of my clients who are also my very good friends came and supported me like I'm running. They're sitting in a car uh, together for almost 48 hours in the middle of nowhere. And uh, they had the greatest time in, uh, of their life and they loved helping and supporting me. And I'm like, man, this is what life's all about, because I've gone and done the races where it was just me. And that ain't any fun. Like going like. You know, some people want to wear it as a badge of honor. Oh, I went and did this really hard thing and I did it all by myself. Aren't I cool? Screw that. Like, yeah, I could probably go and do that. But why would I when I could do it surrounded by people that that I, I love and care about and that I want to be around? So I, I just, yeah, it's always been there. Yeah, I love it, man. Community is everything. And, and I appreciate the vulnerability, too. You know, I, I um. I've been thinking about this a lot recently and, and having not only people who I coach in, in business and personal, but running multiple companies and being this person who is a leader. And I can rewind and go back to, you know, always wanting, I, I literally, this is so funny. I was reading a book, listening to an audio book, and I will never remember the name. I've been trying for two years <laughs> to figure it out. And it'll, you know, it's just one of those things in passing and it'll come back hopefully. And, and the man said, oh my, whoever knows this, if you know this, please message me. I want to know. And he said, a lot of times when we're children, the nicknames that we're given 
become who we are. And I was fascinated by that because kids used to mockingly call me coach. And oh, today, really? yeah, it's fascinating to me. And today that's that exactly where I am and, and how I exist. But I don't think that you can be an effective coach, leader, partner, human being without vulnerability. And, yeah. and the reason why I brought that up is because I appreciate you being vulnerable just now with the story with your father. What are your thoughts about the correlation between being an effective leader, not only in your life, but in business and vulnerability? I do. I do believe it's uh, huge. Um, you know, I'll, I'll cry like in, uh, I don't have a problem crying in front of anyone to be honest. And, and, and uh, you know, I think there's a, there's a big part, especially as a, a man and I'm a large man, I'm six, three and, and, uh, and, um, you know, I don't have a problem being vulnerable. And I think that people really relate and open up when you are vulnerable, right? Like some of the guards go down. I've seen the guards go down. I've had people come up to me afterwards, right? If you're speaking somewhere and you're vulnerable and you open up, they're like, oh my goodness, thank you. So like they just come and they thank you for being real and open and vulnerable because then there's that connection there, right? That wouldn't have been there otherwise. They're connecting at a deep level with someone in many cases that they've never met because of a story that you share that's that's very similar that or that that reminds them of a, a, a deep and personal time in in their life. So um, when people aren't vulnerable, on the flip side, like your guard is always up, and you're like, all right, what's going on here? What are they hiding? What are they trying to protect? And it's not always that they're trying to be manipulative, you know, because some people aren't willing to go there just because of maybe they think it's a form of weakness or maybe it's just something that was ingrained in them for a very young age. It was modeled that you just don't get real and vulnerable with with people um, just for whatever reason. Right. But uh, the people, the leaders that I've uh, been moved by the most and that have had the most impact on me were all vulnerable people from. It doesn't mean just crying, right? That means like excitement and, and emotion and, and connection um, and, you know, and being willing to share all for the purpose of pulling the best out of our, like the team or the person that they're interacting with. It's, it's not, it's never, it's always from a place of like others centered, you know, when, when real vulnerability comes through, you can tell that it's, it's not for them to make themselves look good. Cause I think you do see that, right. You'll see some people that, that, that uh, are doing it, trying to get over, or they're like in a manipulative way, right. They're, they try, but you can, you can, we can sense if it's real or it's not right. You just know, you see it. You just know inside of your being like the bullshit meter goes up or it doesn't like, is it whether this person's being real or not when it comes to vulnerability. And I think it's so powerful and it's, it's one of the, probably one of the top characteristics of a leader is the willingness to be able to do so. Yeah. People don't want to follow people who they don't relate with. And, you yeah. know, we see it all the time. You see the the people crying on Instagram and we get, get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, <laughs> it's just nonsense, man. But, but show up in your life. Cry. Like last night I was watching uh, America's Got Talent and like this beautiful thing happened, just tears welling up in my eyes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is real life. Don't run from your emotions because ultimately they are a precursor for being a human being. You must yeah. have them. Yeah. Hey, There's an absolutely amazing conversation, my friend. Uh, before I ask you my last question, though, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I know my website had been up there for a little bit, but just go to natebailey.org. I have a free audiobook you could you can download uh, absolutely free on my website as well called The 100 Mile Mindset. So that'd be the best place to connect with me and see what, what I'm all up all about. I love it, man. I can't wait to read it. I'm going to go download it right after this. Uh, Nate, my last question for you, my friend is, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, to be unbroken. Um, you know, I, I guess I would say we're, we're all broken, right? Uh, from certain standpoints. We've all had certain things that have, um, you know, put little notches and nicks in us. I I think of my my living room uh, coffee table that we've had since we've had when we got married and then now we have three kids and they were rough on that table. And uh, there was one point where I kind of like 
was upset because this was from my grandmother and my grandfather. But then I was like, no, this is awesome, actually, because there's there's a lot of character and stories and memories inside of each one of those dents and and notches on that table. And I think that's every one of us. Right. So being unbroken is uh, just never giving up. It's continuing to move forward. Uh, for what it is that you want in your life, not settling, uh, continuing to be a little bit uncomfortable in life, like being willing to be uncomfortable to to uh, create the life and the results that you want. So unbroken isn't about not being, it's not about being perfect, but it's it's about like continuing to hold on to what is really important to you in your life and to not let go of that, and to not give up. It's amazing, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. And as usual, my friends, please like, subscribe, comment, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see ya. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. Please do me a favor and review rate and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that Unbroken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like, comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.